welcome to the Mouthpiece Wrestling Podcast. Once again with your boy, Darry Lips, and as always, my man, Gio. Hey, Gio. Hello, hello. Oh, what? You no. are now number three. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. I- We're t- two days late because of boilers and bad moods and children. Yeah. Like welcome to Thursday. My- I would like to introduce my new co-host and the, the number two, Demo. <laughs> Thank you for that warm introduction, OP, former manager of Bushwhacker Luke. Yeah, here we go. Former manager of Bushwhacker Luke, who doesn't even know when he's flying to Florida, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> it's the funniest. So Gio thought he was coming to meet us, and we were like, all right, cool. And then his girlfriend had to take it over because Gio just doesn't know dates, clearly. <laughs> And your girlfriend sorted it all out for you. You're lucky, Gio. Lucky that she cares. Yeah, see? Uh, Edit out the silence. Right. The week the week that was... Uh, we'll start with Raw because I'm not going to lie. I actually felt that Raw was pretty much like the Raw after Mania more than the Raw after Mania was. Right. Yeah. But some places really? gave it like a five. Like people said it was poor. I quite enjoyed Raw though. Like overall, Raw's been really good lately. Yeah, I don't know why the hate for this week's because I thought it was quite fun. Um, yeah, like people were like, "Oh, the revolving door crap" at the beginning, but it set up like for a classic eight man. Um, anyway, so it was celebrating Randy Orton. Uh, loads of wrestlers were surrounding the ring, and Seth Rollins was sitting at the announcer's uh, desk, basically. Um, and then there was a load of staff. Big Knoxville welcome for Orton. Um, and then they made a big hope, big uh, play for Cody's come out. And, you know, I think it was quite good. There was a bit of a hug. And then Seth got up. Elias got up, which brought Owens out, which brought Usos out. But let's just focus on a, a minute for 20 years. A little bit years. of a union, eh? Yeah, a little bit. I wanted Ted DiBiase. We were chanting for Ted DiBiase in the Discord. I won't lie. Did mm-hmm. want Ted DiBiase to appear, but I think he's he's been a bit naughty, and he's so um, unlikely. But twenty years of Randy Orton, so I thought the first first question: your favorite Orton. We'll start with you, Gia. What period was your favorite Orton? I liked Legend Killer Orton. That was part of Evolution. Fair, Demo. I like the breakout of Evolution Orton when he first left. Yep. Yeah, I think I think that period because I really liked Evolution, but I think Randy benefited the most coming out I, of that. I will say my least favorite Orton is Randy Orton. That is face because he, besides this RK Bro stuff, he never really came off as a good face. No, yeah, he's one of those that's a much better heel. And to be fair, he's only really been faced when he's been out for a bit and he like injuries and stuff because the pop. It's never mm. really lasted. Uh, my, my second favorite would be Snake Man Orton, who like completely shaved his head and feuded with John Cena for like eleven pay per views in a row. <laughs> <laughs> yes, eleven's being generous as well. Um, that was the main event of two thousand nine. Yeah. But it's funny, like Orton, 20 years. I remember his debut. That makes me feel very old. Like, I remember. Yeah. Like, I did like, like, injured Randy Orton when he was like, my shoulder is now like 33%. <laughs> Just, I enjoyed that stuff. That's when I started to notice him, to be fair, because I was like, oh, my God, he's so fucking cringy. Um, 
but yeah and it set up a big eight-man tag which you know i thought was great um but yeah, then we started the women's championship match, Bianca Belair versus uh, Sonia Deville. There was a, I don't know, don't know. I didn't like it. Um, I don't. I didn't see too much of the point for it to be so rushed. It felt a bit rushed, and the booking herself into the match, changing the rules. I don't know. It just it, it's too much of we got to make Bianca look like a superhero. And I don't feel that she needs it. Like, we already know she's tough. I don't know. It just seemed very rushed and very pointless just to keep her busy. But I don't know. It was weird. It was weird. And Sonia Del did, did slap the taste out of both Zelina and Carmella's mouth afterwards, didn't she? To be fair, they were proper shit slaps. <laughs> I have to say that. Um, then there was some Edge and uh, uh, Damien Priest stuff. How are you feeling about the Edge and, Edge and uh, Damien Priest uh, thing so far? It's a weird, like the name is weird. Well, the Judgment Day, isn't it? Yeah. I, why weird? I I don't like. I don't know. It just sounds weird. <laughs> I think it's because it used to be the name of pay per view and a good yeah, pay per view. Like if you think back, Judgment Days have been really solid. <laughs> so maybe wasn't it Judgment Day when Taker did the big yeah. return and yeah, Biker Taker debuted. X and fucking the mm-hmm. McMahon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the like, Judgment Day was uh, the Biker Taker debut. I just that that's a, that's the problem. Like, it's got so many like good throwbacks as Judgment Day, and then like, not that I have any issue with Edge and Priest. I just don't think it suits as a name for a stable it just doesn't sound like a faction name does it yeah you know but yeah no i agree um but yeah they were setting up uh damien priest versus finn bella later uh via come out and did his ryback push on a jobber that looks like a friend of ours toaster that's been on the show literally looked like toaster who was making the grunted noises uh in the discord to try (laughs) play it off so yeah that was fun uh via do you think this is just a Ryback push that will just disappear eventually? Or do you actually think the kid's got something? I'm he 90% certain he won't be around. Literally the, he's literally the new Lars Sullivan, the new Snitsky, the new Mike Knox. Like, it, it's this, the new Heidenreich. It's the same scenario. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a Ryback push. That's what it gets called now, isn't it? It's you know, nothing fresh about it at all. Nothing right. at all. Yeah, nothing. There's nothing about him, which is a shame because they had people's attention with it and his Twitter game was pretty good, but he's come out as a monster. Like, I, I, yeah, it just hasn't... It hasn't gone from what it was before to like all the six months of him coming and his Twitter comments to what he is now. And it's just everything we've always seen. Um then there was uh, the arm wrestling, um, Lashley and Omos, uh, MVP talking shit, but Lashley managing to win, and then they beat the crap out of him. Uh, yeah, just standard build up to their rematch. Um, man, hit, man hit Lashley's head off of a table with cushions, and I'm meant yes. to think it hurts. Yes, like there was padding for the arms, and he kept bouncing it off him. So yeah, it was. <laughs> Actually, I said I enjoyed Raw, but nothing so far. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> um, the standard mixed match tag for um, 
the 24-7, but it wasn't 24-7. It was like couples therapy as Dana and Reggie took on Tazawa and Tamina. Um, big win for Akira and Tamina. And I have to say, whenever I see him in action, I wish they would do something else with Tazawa. He's not a comedy guy. He's actually pretty good. Like, he is actually a pretty good wrestler. I just think maybe now, is he too stuck in that, do you think, to ever get out of the 24-7 stuff now? Like someone like I you? think it's a combination of that and what else would they do? Like, you're not gonna, he's not going to get a, a world title run. He's not going to get a mid-card run. He's not going to get a tag team title run. Yeah. He's not in that bracket. Like, like you say, he's, he's solid in ring worker. Like, I've never seen anything that's made me think, nah, he's not good enough. He's also not good enough. Yeah, yeah, he's not He's not the finished product. 24-7 is probably about... This is where... Do you think maybe, like, a third mid-card title, like a European title or something else, but better than the 24-7 would be useful? Do you think it would fit with some of the guys they've got on the roster? Like a European title or something else like that? Or do you think it would be overkill? Because they don't really use any of the other... Have... So, yeah, that's the problem. You don't see enough of the other titles... They've just got rid of one of the main titles. We have sporadic mid card feuds, and then the most of the most you see is the twenty four seven. Which, if they replace the twenty four seven with something else, it's still going to feel like twenty four seven if they continue to yeah. use the same people. So it just sort of becomes a well. Let's yeah. just keep the crap one. <laughs> True. True, true. Uh, then probably the first big moment, Becky Lynch come out. Um, we'll get to some comments Becky Lynch has made about wrestling in general, actually, a bit, a bit later. But uh, she come out and she said she doesn't know who she is without the title. Nothing on the roster is as good as her. No one can stop her. And then Oscar music hits. Oscar is back. Um, comes dancing in. Goes off in Japanese as standard. Um, do you think... The only like a bad side. I'm really pleased she's back, and I think her and Becky will put on absolute banger. But do you think that she's been gone so long that the whole Japanese going off shows that she hasn't changed her character at all? Do you think that's good or bad? Do you think that would like? Does she need to maybe show some growth or something? Um, I think she needs to show regression. I think she needs to be NXT version. Like the unbeaten one. Yeah. Like the not that I don't think she's been a flop on the main roster, far from it. But I think I still think that was her best time. And if she can get back into that character and that attitude, everybody benefits. Yeah. So she's obviously gonna get a pop when she comes back. And then Becky is yeah. gonna obviously fighting Becky will show that just how good Oscar that we already know, but I think it will show like how good she is. Um, yeah, but a, yeah, I think so. Like he'll, he'll Oscar is much better. Have a kick the head off of Becky and then kick the head off of Bianca and let her have a really good sustained title run. You think Oscar could be next up for Bianca then after the Becky thing? You think Oscar goes straight yeah. into that conversation? Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel, Gio, about Oscar's return? Uh, I, you know, I wish she'd go back to being the, the ruthless one she was when they were doing the, the, the tag gimmick because that was a great Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. As I say, like, I'm really pleased to see her back. I just, the dancing go off in Japanese. No one's ready. Oscar, that 
hasn't changed. Just, you know, maybe she just needs a little bit of difference. Um, but yeah. Uh, that led into Finn Balor versus Damien Priest as the next match. Um, solid. Good for Priest. Do you think this is... Where do you think Finn Balor is? I've seen a lot, obviously, of the internet wrestling community saying, you know, just being a bit... It's a bit poor. Do you think he has a future or do you think Finn is just soon to be future endeavoured? I don't think you get future endeavoured. But I think people forget that Finn's 40. Yeah. I think they still like, see Bullet Club Finn, you know? Yeah. I mean, he doesn't old. look 40, granted. I'll no, give him I, that. I wish I looked like him at 40. Yeah, yeah. But I think people need to remember that he's 40 years old. He's not got the best records when it comes to injuries within WWE. Like, so you think now he, Finn Balor's role is to help guys like Priest and, you know? Yeah. That is that safer for him? Yeah. I think and so, he yeah. He's, he's someone that can be relied on to go into a title feud. So whether it be United States, whether it be the world title, you know he's going to give you everything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, But I think the fact that they didn't give him his shot back when he came back from injury after having to give up the world title shows that they're not 100% on him because of the less than favorable injury record. Yeah, it's not great, is it? And then I think that's what people have to put into perspective. He's had a lot of injuries. He's 40 years old. You know, like there's a lot of things that you have to put into consideration on the other side of it. Um, Damien Priest showed off, obviously, his new core finisher, number two, the modified flatliner, which I saw on a report about Raw that someone called it core number two finisher. <laughs> and I was like, yes. <laughs> Um, modified flatliner. I always have liked the flatliner, but it is a very basic move. Um, but yeah, good for Priest. And obviously, we'll get on to more about their group a little bit later because the Miz then kicked out, which brought another return. Miz came out, Theory come out. They were really good, those two. I do like Theory, I, I'm not going to lie. And bouncing around with Miz is great. And then, boom, Mustafa. Mustafa fucking Ali. Um, much to the delight of the crowd, and I think everybody, because we know he's talented, um, he has returned. Do you think it's part him realizing the way he did things wasn't cool or gonna get him what he wanted, or do you think do you think he's back to stage? Do you think they've pieced up for good? Um, so from what I've read, I think that they've sort of patched things up at least until end of contract. So he wasn't originally meant to appear on Raw. He was only at Raw to meet with Laurenitis. Right. And apparently they had a chat beforehand and then they'd said about doing this segment and he was like, cool, if I'm going to do it, is there any way that we can like, just, he's like, I don't want to go over the top with talking about it, but if they're going to have jabs, can we make sure that they have good jabs? <laughs> so he was the Miz one that's perfect for that then, to he, be fair. Well, he was the one that suggested Miz and Fury throw the jabs about him asking for his ball and going home. Well, that was the thing, wasn't it? The first thing that Miz said was, you still work here? <laughs> mm. Took his ball, went home. And then I think he said uh, at the end when it is like when he's done with Ali, he'll make Ali wish he got his walking papers, yeah. uh, which led to a match for Miz and uh, Mark Ali. And do you know what? Mustafa Ali, from a wrestling point of view, hugely talented boy. Like, I, I enjoy Ali matches. Um, but then what surprised me, which is quite a big feud, I think, uh, as he's celebrating after the win, 
Going up the ramp. Tommaso Ciampa. Bam. Hit him from the side. Took him out. That was obviously a heel turn. Do um, you think it's just a matter of time before Edge gets his claws into him and that actually happens? I think that was built into that because my brain instantly went to uh, Edge, Priest, Champa, Rhea versus Ali, Styles, Finn, and Liv Morgan. Give it to me. Yeah. We'll just do the big match. <laughs> we'll just do a mixed match. Like just a couple of steps there, but yeah. <laughs> Maybe maybe Survivor Series or something? That would be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I, because it, they did that, and then they instantly went to Rhea Ripley as well, um, who gave the thing that she's been thrown into teams that make her weak. The the promo that Rhea did after it felt very Edge-like with what he's been doing. I feel like the Rhea promo, more than the Champer attack, felt very <laughs> Judgment Day-ish, which yeah. is weird. It's still weird to say, like... Um, yeah, she said she won the championship on her own and she's been thrown into teams that make her weak. She'll no longer associate herself with disappointment. Um, Liv did come in to like attack her, which, you know, no one actually believes that Liv can beat Rhea. I'm sorry. For all the this is my issue. Right. They did it with Nikki when Nikki and Rhea split as a tag team. Nikki attacked her. Now Liv's attacking her. Like, grow up. Yeah. Rhea's better than all of this, you know? Mm. Like, I, I don't think, like, the Edge group doesn't need Champa. Like, he'll be a cool addition. Rhea needs it a bit more, you know? Yeah. And she needs to be left alone to do her thing because, you know, like, we go back to that gauntlet match they had. Like, she was immense in that match, you know? Mm. Like, for me, I've always preferred Rhea over Bianca. Like, I feel like the two should have swapped. I feel that Rhea has more talent than Bianca. Um, Myself. Mm -hmm. But Bianca's being pushed to the moon. Um, then the, yeah. But yeah, we have to wait and see. But as I say, I feel like Rhea's promo, definitely very Edge-like. Um, then there was some backstage stuff. I think Seth got shushed. I can't really remember. I think Kevin Owens told them that he wasn't paying him as well, which led to the eight-man match. Um, it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, and it was a way to sort of push Dude, Ezekiel, Ezekiel is over. Yes. I was going to get to that. So... There was, a, I saw a thing on Twitter. So it said they got to skip NXT. It's pretty much always in the main event people. You know, he's always in amongst them people. He is in a program with Kevin Owens. You know, does it show that, you know, they really do, they are really still into him? But do you feel that this character is very Damien Sandow ish? And might, what do they do after it? Think he goes back to Elias? Or have they just left that door open for that? Yeah, what do the, it'll be interesting to see what happens when Kevin Owens isn't a part of the story anymore because Kevin Owens has just made it so much better than it could have been. Mm. Part is, it's, I, I love that they're playing it off like Kevin Owens is the only one that notices this. Like, even Sam and Zayn was like, yeah, no, they're two different people. <laughs> Can you imagine if they were? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> imagine that. <laughs> yeah, Picture you're Elias, you're Ezekiel's older brother. Yeah. And you sat at home, wherever you are, watching wrestling, and your little brother has done everything quicker than you did. Your little brother's currently teaming with Cody Rhodes, Randy Orton, and Riddle to take on Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins. You'd be fuming, wouldn't you? Yeah. You're sat at home with picking bits of guitar out of your back still. <laughs> yes. 
you know, you cut a promo of setting your guitar on fire, and you left at home, and your your older brother's just walked in straight into a massive main event. You know, um, the only other part from that, do you think? You no, know, I know it's to celebrate Orton, but do you think it was a good idea for Orton to get a pin over one of the Usos with how big a match they're having? Is it a little damaging for them? For my issue. Because it's following the exact same track as Liv and Rhea versus Sasha and Naomi did three weeks ago, where in the build-up to their match, Liv and Rhea dominated Sasha and Naomi in singles competition. But then when it came to the actual match, it was just... It was done. Like, we all knew because of what happened that Sasha and Naomi were going to win and retain the titles. And because of the way this is built up, with Orton and Riddle getting the pins every week, I think it's been like three weeks in a row they've had the upper hand over them, the Usos win and unify the titles. Bam, bam, thank you, ma'am. Don't even need to worry about watching the match because I already know the result. Yeah, I I mean, I'm pretty sure the Usos win, but I'm going with Riddle turning on Orton. And I'm sticking to that. I really am. I think it's, I think they're setting it up to have Orton just really pushed this best friend having fun thing so far that it's Riddle that's going to fucking... My only problem with this is that it's way too many tag teams breaking up. But they're all solo guys anyway, aren't they? (laughs) They've already broken up. They've already broken up Waller and not Veer Mahan. They've broken up, you know, spoiler alert, they've broken up Mustache Mountain. They're breaking up tag teams left and right. Yeah. The yeah. problem is, though, while ever teams like Orton and Riddle exist, teams like Street Profits, Viking Raiders, Alpha Academy are always playing second fiddle. Yeah. Like, the actual tag teams are not given the same respect because of teams like Orton. Yeah. There. Um, I want to touch on uh, Dynamite. Was it Dynamite last night? Yes. Um, because there were some bits of it that I've been messaged about this morning and talking about um, that was sometimes were good, some things were bad. And obviously the the Sammy stuff and everything else. And obviously I think Ray Felix is back and it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, and Lance Archer has, was quite a big conversation I had last night. So obviously it started with Revival, oh, they're not Revival, FTR, fighting each other, absolute banger, no harm. And I was saying, do you think, obviously I've always been a big thing about the Usos being the best tag team. Right now, is there anyone better than them two though? Like FTR right now? No. Yeah, I, I you could maybe um, argue the Usos, but I just think that they're in such momentum, match, you know? Their singles match actually solidified that thought in my head. Like, yes, because I, I think that's when we started the conversation, wasn't it, during that match? I, yeah, the yeah. Unreal. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, bit of Paige and Punk stuff. Punk takes that title, yeah? Yep. Yeah, Adam Page is not the guy to beat Punk. Like... I don't even think his title run's been that great. I'm going to put it out there. I wanted Adam Page to win it. Don't think it's worked out as I had hoped and maybe a lot of other people's for me. Um, I'm I'm kind of over it. 
Oh, God, yeah. You keep sighing. You got something to say. <laughs> what? This is why I didn't want Punk there in the first place. Because it's just going to go right to fucking CM Punk. <laughs> is that good? But is that good or bad? Like, Punk is a star. Punk is a pool. Punk is like AEW's Brock Lesnar almost. You know? Whether you like him or hate him, people are going to watch Punk. I get, I get it. But AEW should be focusing on their homegrown talent. Every other champion they've had, besides Omega, has been a WWE champion. But there isn't that many that are maybe ready. They've got a lot of young guys. I mean, I do understand that. and But it kind of shows that like Paige was probably the best of the bunch. And he's very clearly shown that he wasn't ready for me. So do you, you know just who- trust now guys like Punk that are ratings pulled? Or is it too I'm- much that they're focusing for ratings? So let's make it Punk, you know? Do, do you know who should be having that championship? Go on. It's the, per- it's the person who carries that fucking show. MJF! Fair. <laughs> mm. um, so my, my issue is I don't think that Adam Page has necessarily done anything wrong as champion. I just think there is nobody else that can go with him. So yeah, Adam Cole's fantastic, but Adam Cole's run has been very underwhelming for me. It's been yeah. a, oh look at me, I'm best friends with the Elite. Oh look at me, I'm best friends with Red Dragon. I, I, I don't... I don't I don't care, and I don't think that he was in the right spot at the time to get the title shot. His other match, Daniel Bryan, fine, whatever, they put on a banger, but then they put on the exact same match twice as long the following week, and I think that sort of was a bit like, well, you couldn't, you couldn't beat him in half an hour. It took you an hour to beat him. Meh, not bothered. Then he faced Lance Archer, and I'm like, who the fuck is Lance Archer? As much as, you know, Lance Archer's a big man and he can go, he's fairly decent. What did Lance Archer do to deserve that title shot? Yeah. So I don't give a shit about the match. Then we had two Adam Cole matches where once again AEW pulled out the let's have a Texas death match. Well, can you not just have a wrestling match? Can you that's the problem? His entire reign as champion has been fueled by Tony Khan's ego towards. So is this more, do you think, booking and storytelling, which is something yep. the wrestlers obviously aren't to be blamed for? Do you think this is now AEW need to look at their behind the scenes stuff? You know? So, Roman Reigns title run, fantastic. We can all agree. Yes. Yeah. Would we feel the same if every defensive had had been in a Texas tornado death match? No. Yeah. No, no. And that's yeah. the problem. Every match is defended. They've somehow been... managed to keep me interested in a guy holding the belt for like over six hundred days. Mm-hmm. You know, like with the Roman Reigns run, I like, and it just makes me think. I just felt like Punk is going to take it because they know Punk is a pull and people are going to go nuts for it. Feels lazy ish, you know. Yeah. For me. Um, Agree. But yeah. Uh, the one person I do want to give props out, um, Wheeler, is amazing. He is taking his opportunity with both hands. Mm, yeah, man's great. Uh, props to him. Thought the ending of that match was great. Very, very pleased with that. And yeah, then the Wardlow-Lance Archer match. So this was a conversation I was having. Is, like Lance Archer for me, he's a monster, yeah? Sure, he's not going to be world champion. I, you know, maybe his time has passed. But the booking of him is just so grim. Like, mm-hmm. so grim. Like, it's tough. 
I get that they're trying to make Wardlow look so dangerous, right? I, I do get it. Does it have to always be Lance Archer? It feels like Lance Archer gets thrown out to be that guy for everyone, you know? Which now doesn't make him look like a monster. Like, I feel like he's had so many defeats. Like, he doesn't feel like a threat. Bit like with Fiend. Fiend started to take too many defeats. And you're like, well, maybe he's not the new Undertaker or anything else, you know? That kind of was his issue. I, I yeah. You know, everyone went nuts and I didn't like it. I didn't, I didn't like it. I think it's, yeah, but good for Wardlow. Wardlow looks amazing. Absolutely. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm down with that. Um, Then the Jericho stuff, just, I'm, I'm really over it. I'm really, I'm just over yeah. And I'm over the Eddie King. I'm just over all of them. To be honest with you, like, I don't like any of it. I don't, I don't like it. And I'm a huge you know, LAX fans, Santino. Yeah, and I just, I don't want to see any of it. Um, God, yeah, it just, it was grim. And then speaking of grim, Serena Deeb versus Shida for the 575 millionth time. Um, yeah. Again, everyone was going nuts about how much of a banger it is, but I'm just like, was it? No. I, like, I don't think I'm so. No. Like, Deeb won, and I'm assuming, like, and then there's been a lot of talk about, we'll lead into that now, a lot of talk about AEW's women's division. Becky Lynch was quite scathing about it all. Um, you know, that they don't get time. Uh, they're not as good. Raw has the best women's division. Where's their actual words? Yeah, they don't get as much time as we get. And frankly, they're not good as we are. I don't agree with the good, but the time. So it was shown that, Thunder Rosa has been on TV for eight minutes since she's won the title. <laughs> I saw her on Twitter. Is that the issue? Do they just not take the women's division serious enough? I'm going to disagree with you on one part of what you said. Yeah. I don't think they are as good. Oh, there, really? may be two, there may be two or three women on AEW across the, across the whole of AEW that could survive in the Raw Women's Division or the SmackDown Women's Division or even the NXT Women's Division. Yeah, maybe. The rest of them, I'm just not bothered. Because if so, you see, like, like you know, Thunder Rose has been on TV eight, eight minutes. Ruby Soho, I don't even know what's happened to her. Tony Storm was a big sign and she's wrestled one match. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and but we're seeing Serena Deeb versus Sheeda. I think that was their fourth match, their third or fourth match, you know? They, I don't know. It's it's not in a good good place. Like their women's division for me is weak, and it it's a shame because I feel like they've got some talented people there. So that was their fourth match. There you go. Like, do we need to see it four times when I've only seen Serena, like Tony Storm once, and Thunder Rose has not even had a match? Really? <laughs> yeah. Don't know. Don't know. Um, then the big return, Death Triangle, or oh, Death Triangle, Death Triangle back, um, which is great. I'm absolutely fine with them doing stuff with Malachi and uh, mm -hmm. Brody and stuff. Absolutely, crack on with that. Bang in, um, Darby Allen and Swerve. Swerve basically said that they ain't friends and all these other bits and pieces. I didn't really get what that was. They're fighting on Friday, didn't they? I think Swerve and Darby, which would be a banger. Um, right then, I think. Probably the worst match of the night, which is weird. The Undisputed Elite versus Dante Martin, uh, Anderson, Johnson, and the Varsity Blondes. Uh, pfft, don't know. Didn't like it. 
Nope. I didn't like any of it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just not, feel, I'm not feeling any of that angle and I feel like they're just wasting it because um, now I'm not interested in any of what they go, them guys do. So yeah, just was was grim. was grim. Uh, but then the TNT Championship match, we obviously caused the biggest scene. Um, Sammy and Tay are great, even though the people yeah. hate them. Um, Why is they hot potato in this title? Yeah. And for me... Sammy now needs to be as far away from that title as possible for a long, long time. You know? Um, but yeah, the hot, when you think about this title from Brody to Cody having it, to be fair, to Miro, like the title actually felt like a proper mid-card title, but it's quickly lost its shine, isn't it? Like this one. I'm not really mm-hmm. bothered, but I'm pleased with Scorpio Sky. I just don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand but- any of it. It's got more, you know, prestige right now. Yeah. Frankie Kazarian as well. Like, how old must he be now? But anyway, it was good. Dunno. And yeah, the comments of Sheeda and Deeb not feeling overdone and repetitive. Dude, please stop being so AEW blinded, you know, and tell them some honesty. If WWE ran the same match four times everybody would boot off mm-hmm. look at Andrade Mysterio there's an example never a dull match between those two but everyone went off because of how many times they run that match I couldn't tell you a bad match that Andrade and Mysterio had in WWE no. maybe like Buddy Murphy and Alistair Black could have watched that anytime yeah. but people were complaining about it being overdone Deban Sheeda is the same thing you know I'm not saying the matches are bad it's just like, meh. Not good. No. No, it's not. So, yeah, wrestling this week was a bit meh. We'll give it meh. You know? I wasn't really a fan of any of it, but... Yeah, move on. Right, we've got some news. Quite a lot of news going on. Um, so We'll start with the top one I wrote down. Santino Morella's daughter. She has a new name. Has anyone actually seen her wrestle? I only read that she's quite good. I think she's um, called Bianca Carella. Is it something I've else? not seen her wrestle, to be fair. I know yeah. she's been named as the first participant in the NXT Women's Breakout Club. And she's now known as Ariana Grace, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah, yeah I think that's her name. Um, but yeah, everything I hear is that she's really good. Um, and she's a lot hotter than Santini. So, you know, that's always good. <laughs> Doesn't that make her a third generation star? Huh? No, because Santina and C- Santino were brother and sister. Ah. There you go. Geo's with it now. Um, <laughs> also, there was a report that uh, at least a couple of WWE wrestlers who have been shows recently due to testing positive for COVID-19, but no one's actually been named. Um, and also, apparently, Adam Page was missing because he had COVID as well. Yeah, um, tested positive two days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and also Will Ospreay and Fujinami. So, yeah. Uh, but no, the WWE haven't actually released who they were. I'm trying to avoid getting to, like, one of the big things because I'm very sad. Uh, the inspiration. Uh, Cassie Lee, <sighs> Jesse McKay. Um, they, I don't know. I don't know. Is it them done for good or 
So they released a statement saying they had left Impact and will be indefinitely stepping away from in-ring action. Um, surprising? No. You're not so shocked that they're, they're done? No, because like, I mean, to look at the Fantastic, but they were never great, the greatest in the ring. I think we mm. can do more outside of wrestling looking like that than they can in wrestling <laughs> wrestling like that. Your subtle way of saying OnlyFans. You know what I mean? Like, they are two incredible specimens. Yes. They're not very good wrestlers. They're not bad, but they're not. Like, they're never going to set the world on fire with a wrestling ability. Yeah. It's just sad. I They're very entertaining, but you're right. The wrestling is like when you actually have to see them in the match. You like, you like watching them talk. They're funny. But yeah, the matches, and you're like, no. Uh, but yeah, I was uh, I was a bit devastated. Gio, you're gonna miss inspiration. God, thanks, Gio, for I, your input. Like I would like to, I wish they would have stayed with WWE. To be honest, yeah, maybe. I feel like well, there are there are a couple of the future endeavored that um, I would say maybe were mistakes, um, and they would probably be on that list as well. To be honest. Um, one thing that basically it was to troll Demo. Adam Sher come out in an interview and said, "Everyone is talking about control your narrative." Um, are they? <laughs> um, do do you know these people? <laughs> Who they are? These I are the bot accounts that Tony Khan mentioned. Ah, that's where they've gone now. They've turned to control your narrative. Are you are you not going to watch any of it? Is nothing about it appealing to you? Have you, okay, have you researched, like, the ridiculous rules for controlling your narrative? Uh, not fully. I kind of gave up on looking. It's a bit like it Fight Club. Weird. It's a bit like Fight Club. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me go get, let me bring them up for you. Okay, come this, on. Let's go through the rules. Like, what, what is going on here? <laughs> well, the, the Awakening is pretty soon, isn't it? They're not far. I think it's so, got I've got the rules, Gio. Cover them. Here we go. Yes, you got them. All right. Yes. So I'm going to pop them in the uh, in the chat. But uh, yeah, rule number Let's one of control your narrative is you are in control. <laughs> rule number two yes. of control your narrative is you are in control. <laughs> in Notice capital letters. my voice a little bit there because it was yeah. capitals <laughs> with an exclamation. Rule number three, which technically I think is Come rule on. number two because you've got two rules. Fights end when you tap out, get knocked out, can't stand or quit. Sanctioned matches, in inverted commas, can end via pinfall. What? what so what, so, they, so what? the rules are normal rules. Is that what that's... I don't... But you know what? Fine. And what's the difference between a sanctioned match and the ones that end via tap out or get knocked out? So what? They, they do fight club until maybe they say, oh, actually, we'll sanction this one. Maybe. I don't know. Four. Standard. Professional wrestling. Again, inverted commas, rules apply for sanctioned matches, inverted commas. Chaos ensues in the project pit. All right, well, tell me about the project pit because you've mentioned it. I need to know more. Yeah. But no, we'll move on to rule number five. No hashtag super kicks. No hashtag tope suicidas. No hashtag Canadian destroyers. Well, that's boring. Okay, so the young bucks can't wrestle. Yeah. Ever here. Ever. That's their whole gimmick. Rule You're number six. Yeah, basically. Rule, yeah, rule number six. The fight isn't with your opponent. 
it is with yourself. So to win, do I have to pin myself? Or do I have to just not be able to stand up? I don't understand. Like, if my opponent hits me with a not super kick and I'm knocked out, the match isn't over because my fight is with myself, not him. Is that how that works? Do I have to somehow kick myself in the face? But anyway, we move on to seven. Fights will go on as long as they have to. Sanctioned matches, again, inverted commas, hit their times. What are the times? Yeah. And eight, if you want to, hashtag control your narrative, you have to fight. Your promos. As you, can, as you can imagine, those rules, I understand them fully, and there is no confusion, and there's no wonder the claim people are talking about them, because everybody's saying, what? Yeah. And they've not... So, like, to get people interested in a, a wrestling company, especially a new one, it's all in the advertisement and promotion. And, like, I, I don't know, somewhere with this, it felt like this is part political group. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't feel like it's a wrestling company. I feel like it's some angry dudes that want to fight America. I don't know. It's just... But don't they also have a match that's, like, sounds, the rules sound very similar to the game, and I apologise because we don't play it here in the UK, so Gio, you might have to fill me in on, like, eight minutes in heaven or something, where you get locked in a cupboard with someone. <laughs> like one of the match types is that like you get locked in a wow. some kind of thing with I'm, your opponent I, and like, are you supposed to are you supposed to fuck them or fight them I don't I'm more anticipating their rage rooms or whatever it is where there's like a room where you can just go in and yell god so so far sign like the biggest names Cross has obviously recently joined Austin Aries Flip Gordon Killian Dane, now known as Damo, Eric Redbeard, Josh Woods, The Righteous, which is Tyler Bateman and Dutch, Jamie Stanley, Weston Blake, Fodder, and then there's a few others. But they've also got a deal with that, which is a brand new on-demand streaming service called Pro Wrestling TV, which, again, doesn't sound very good. Um, yeah, none of it has made made me like feel like I want to watch it, you know? I don't know. Like, I've got no interest in it at all. So it's uh yeah, it's a it's a disaster waiting to happen for me, I think. And that's what I'm gonna that's where I'm gonna keep it. It's uh it's a complete utter disaster I mean, waiting to happen. Matt Cardona is due to turn up at some point because he's on collision course with EC three. Like if he can't make this feel like something, then it's it's oh, it's game over for him. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, and I, I I, think it's going to be game over anyway. Uh, I just feel like none of it has been pushed very well or booked very well. It feels like Raw Underground got a TV deal. Hmm. That's what I'm going with. But apparently everyone's talking about it, boys. Everyone's talking about it. So, yeah, we'll wait and see about that. Right, Gio, it's time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've actually had a request. Oh. No, and it and it and it's pretty good. That's all I'm gonna say. I'll wait till you've done this review and you're hurting. And then remember I'll you've go. got like three weeks as well. Yeah, because we're away, aren't we? So you've got a good one. All right. Right, what did you have this week, sir? Uh Backlash 2004. Oh that wasn't terrible, was it? Um the Randy Orton match was fucking phenomenal. Oh really? Uh, right, Backlash 2004. Let's get this card up. It was a Raw pay-per-view. 
Um, right. So it's that, was that, well. Here we go. So start at the bottom. Sunday night he had Val Venus versus Matt Hardy. Yikes. Whatever. <laughs> uh, Sean Benjamin took on Ric Flair. Sounds. This was Ric Flair's um, like last great, great one, wasn't it? Wasn't this in the midst of that? Um, was it? Didn't yeah, he I have one so. of them every couple of years? I think so. Like the last like WWE one. I feel like it was. Maybe I'm making it up. <laughs> but yeah, he did, uh, Shelton Benjamin got the win in like ten minutes, um, which led into Jonathan Coachman with Harrison Cade taking on Tajiri. Um, fun, fun. And seeing how quiet Gio has gone, I'm guessing he's really enjoyed it. He's watching it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coachman. Uh, it's Val Venus and Raven were the, the opener. That's got to tell you enough. <laughs> yeah. Do, do we even need to say any more? Uh, Coachman won with a roll-up thanks to Garrison Cade's yeah. interference. Um, then on to one of the weirder... For me, one of the weirder feuds at the time. Uh, Jericho took on Christian and Trish Stratus after Trish Stratus had turned heel at the WrestleMania. When, uh, you know what the match made me remember? How fucking great Tomko was. Yes. Tomko is, was really good. Problem solver. The problem solver. Oh my God, yes it was. Uh, but that was a handicap match, Jericho and Trish. Jericho did get the wind, which kind of just then killed for me any more of that feud <laughs> i don't know uh i think he pushed trish into here uh, he pushed christian into trish and then hit christian with inziguri and stuff um but yeah uh then victoria took on lita for the women's championship this i was a big victoria fan big big victoria fan i thought she was criminally underrated and i think she was one of the most talented that i've ever seen um i thought it was a great match um victoria got an inside cradle and molly holly and gail kim was that why would why did they attack them like that's what i never understood when i was reading it why did they attack victoria and lita both molly holly and gail kim it just seems very weird but it was 2004 i guess yeah i it's best to not try and understand these things yeah (laughs) Uh, they're probably the best match intercontinental title uh, on the line, Evolution, banned from ringside, hardcore match, which, how do you ban people from ringside in a hardcore match? But anyway, because um, there's no rules, so what happens if they come? Uh, Randy Orton versus Cactus Jack. Their feud was amazing. Hey. This Orton was great. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah. stipulation, yeah, they're banned from ringside, yeah. Yeah, this was a great match. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because this is the one where that they poured the bat on fire when it wasn't the bat on fire and other bits and pieces. RKO on the thumbtacks. Yeah, yeah and, yeah. and Bischoff come out said that he'd be disqualified and the event would end if he lit the bat on fire when right? I mean, he was trying to try to light it on fire, but Bischoff stopped. Um, but yes, it was in the end RKO to Cactus on the barbed wire baseball bat to retain the Intercontinental. When you think that's the Intercontinental title and. That's the matches they're putting on. You know? Intercontinental title now, just on Ricochet with no clear looking opponent. Something tell me that main event's not talked about much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
we're, we'll get there. We got a couple more. Yeah, I was thinking like where do we go? But anyway, um, Hurricane and Rosie uh, took on La Resistance in the tag match, which again just feels like filler and same as Edge versus Kane was literally they're so short. Both matches in total was eleven minutes. Like, crazy. But I did love Hurricane and Rosie, I'm not gonna lie. Um then the main event. Triple threat, world championship match, Chris Benoit, Shawn Michaels, and Triple H. Um, oh, yeah, it's God. great. It, it's, it was great. Uh, it's just, it's, it's difficult. Because it? like, you watch him in like this, when this run, you know, and you think, oh my God, like how is this guy? And like everything that's come, but yeah. Uh, Benoit, I think it was the sharpshooter in it that Michael's tapped to, which was funny for me after everything. <laughs> Because it was in Edmonton, Canada as well. And they made him tap to the sharpshooter. Huh. I always thought that was a little a little props to the Canadians. <laughs> I'm sure they did it for that. Um, but yeah, because it was a bit of a weird time. Because again, it was coming into a period where you could feel like ball being passed. It's kind of, there's always been like these periods in there, like a year or two where you're like, what the hell are you doing? you know, who's up next. And it felt like this was kind of at that moment, you know, for me. But yeah. Overall, Geo out of 10? I give that at least a, a 7 or an 8. Fair. Mainly for the main event and the Orton match, to be honest. Uh, to be honest. Right. You have, um, you have a request. Go ahead. Okay. Are you ready? Because oh, of the I... announcement of... Um, the British thing, we had a request to watch Insurrection 2000. Oh, bring up the card. Yep. Insurrection 2000, which was in London. It was at, I think, Ells Court, if I remember rightly. Uh, the Sounds card. Correct. Yeah. Some, uh? Sounds correct. Yeah, I'm sure it was at Ells Court way back, but it might be. Um, they did have yeah, a couple, but then they stopped it. Yeah, there you go. Um, and the tagline, wasn't it? London Bridge isn't the only thing falling down. Yes, that is. That is yeah, I remember DVD that because I was like, good Lord. Uh, right, the card. DVD cover, which also features TV 14 contains nudity. Oh, hey. It's a good one for you, Gio. There you go. Gio gets to see some boobies. Let's go. Never <laughs> seen in the US. Wow. I, I, I know what this is. I think. All right, we'll get to the card. Too Cool, Scotty, uh, Too Hot and Grandmaster Sexy taking on the Radicals, which was Perry Satin and Dean Malenko. Uh-huh. Kane with Paul Bearer taking on Bull Buchanan. Yeah, baby. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm all for it now. Bu- <laughs> Bull Buchanan's all I needed. He's so <laughs> um, Road Dog uh, with Tori in his corner taking on Bradshaw. Then an arm wrestling match of the Cat with Mae Young. Versus Terry Reynolds with the fabulous Moolah. Let's go. Uh-huh. Well, there's the boobies. There's the nudity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and what's annoying is it's me, Young and Moolah. <laughs> and then, oh God, I forgot forgot about this version of him. The Dudley Boys <laughs> versus Rikishi and Shokishi. Because this was just after WrestleMania, isn't it? When Shane basically told him he was useless and nothing because he lost in that fatal four-way and he just went off. Started mimicking other wrestlers, didn't he? Big show. Sam oh my Howden's god, there. I forgot about that. Oh, that's grim. But yes, Rikishi and Shokis, Shokishi taking on the oh, Dudleys. Oh, 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 <laughs> um, 
Kurt Angle taking on Chris Benoit, just in a singles match. Uh, hardcore title, British Bulldog versus Crash Holly. Of course, got to get British Bulldog on there. Uh, tag team titles, Hardy Boys versus Edge and Christian. Uh, European title, Eddie Guerrero with China in his corner taking on Chris Jericho. And then a triple threat match for the WWF Championship, The Rock versus Triple H versus Shane McMahon. There you go. Insurrection 2000. Crazy. So you should be excited, Gio. Because this was just <sighs> after Backlash, I think, when Rock had won it, when it? This was when Stone Cold yeah. come out and like yeah. twatted everyone. This was like the pay-per-view after it. Um, I'm, all, listen, I'm all for this. Yeah. See, it wasn't so bad. Because my, my mate messaged me and he was like, get your guy to do a British one. I was like, well, which one? Oh, my God. You've actually put the picture of Shoki. <laughs> 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 I looked down. And there is Shokishi. Oh my god, grim. That is grim. <laughs> I just remember doing Hulk Hogan, and it was. I phenomenal. was gonna say the, in the show Hogan. Some, yeah, and he did uh, Savage, didn't he? I think as well. Ah, uh, yeah, I forgot about that. I did forget about that. Uh, right, we've got a couple of minutes. Let's have a quick, quick, brief down of what we've got so much uh, for. Backlash and very fast predictions. That's what I want from you guys. Very, very fast. Don't think okay, about it too can't. much. I'm ready. You right. Yeah. Now. Yeah. So, Gio, you ready? It's got to be fast. None of your army not are in. Right. Demo, you first. Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. I quit match. Gio? Rousey. Raw tag team unification match. Demo? Gio? Usos. Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins 2. Demo? Cody. Gio. Seth. 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 AJ Styles versus Edge. Demo. Edge. Gio. Edge. Uh, Happy Corbin versus Mad Cup Moss. Demo. Moss. Gio. Um, yeah, Mad Cup Moss. And Lashley versus Omos. Demo. Omos. Yeah, Omos is winning that. Thanks to MVP. There you yes. Go. There you go. Yeah, MVP is basically going to... I wanted to see Lashley get his hands on MVP one day. That's it. That's it. Just get that done and then they can move on. There you go. There's your very fast predictions. Do you think anything more is going to be added or do you think that card's pretty much... <laughs> I think we're going to get Nakamura and Roman. Oh, you think I they'll do that? I don't think we're getting Roman until the following pay-per-view. Yeah, I think they're going to push this tag match as the main event. Yeah, I think yeah. they'll they'll push and then uh and then they'll do um and then they'll do Drew. I think they're gonna do Drew early and Drew will fight Tyson Fury at the British thing. Mm-hmm. That's what I think, which is why they're moving to Drew now. So yeah, there you go. Right. That's it. <laughs> I decided to go down the route of looking at people, you know, the big shows thing when he was yeah, making a wrestler. And I've just found the big show Boski. The big show Boski. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh no. Yeah, how many did he actually do? I forgot about that completely, you know. He did fat bastard, I know that. Oh yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> he rapped like Cena, but that was later down the line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it all started because I remember Shane like basically called him, him like a little bitch that you know never gonna do anything. Um, him and Shane feud for like 18 months. Wow. 
Oh. I, I could be wrong. It felt like it was a really long time. And yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure Steve Blackman was involved at some point because it was a big shock because Blackman and Shane had feuded. Test was involved. There was so much. Because I, I don't know which show it was, but I remember Shane diving off of... They had the last man standing match. And Shane dived off. I think it was Backlash. So they had them swing, swinging fork things. And yeah, Shane dived off. And I'm pretty sure Test came and propped him up on one of them to keep him stood up. So Yeah, that was big yeah, show, that wasn't it? Was the, that I'm pretty was sure that Slam. No, I that think was... it was Backlash because it had the swingy thing. Yes, it was Backlash 20, uh, 2000, the 2001. The one right after the... So they feuded like, that on for like a whole year. Well, no, they didn't fuse for a whole year. They re- they literally redid it, but they redid it in reverse where Big Show was the heel and Shane was the face because Shane was just purchased WCW and all that and Vince wanted to punish him. Ah. But you know, after this, Damo is going to go down this Shokishi rabbit hole. <laughs> and he won't come up for air for a couple of hours. That's what I'm expecting. <laughs> I'm going to get random messages of Big Show dressed up as so-and-so. And, and yeah, I can feel it now. Right. Uh, When is Backlash? Let me just see. Wouldn't it? Yeah, eighth. Now, obviously, there isn't going to be a pod for a couple of weeks. And because Geo's timings really suck, we're not going to get us on the 17th either like we had originally planned. So we are off (laughs) on our – we're just going to call it our summer vacation. Um. So when no, we come no. back, we're bake, baby. Maybe we could record something all together when Gio arrives. Yeah, Just get 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 there earliest on the seventeenth, Gio. Yeah, <laughs> we're still showing up. Yes, yeah. She booked it. She was like, "He'll have dinner with you at the very least." I'm like, "All right, cool. <laughs> Whatever." <laughs> yeah, Gio's like, "I'm there for a week." Yeah, after we leave, you are. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize it. We realized that when she when she messaged me, she was like, I can't get any sensible from him. Give me the dates. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Just give her your diary, Gio. It's easier. It is easier. Uh, right. Have a fantastic couple of weeks, guys. Me and Damo will be, well, I'll probably be getting deported, to be fair. But Damo's going to have a wonderful birthday here in Florida. <laughs> yes. Damo will have a great time. I will get deported and Gio will just probably be late to his own funeral to be fair but you've got two weeks to enjoy insurrection sir and we'll catch you all very soon bye